Welcome to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standall, Youth Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. Welcome to our fourth uh-huh. Record from Home episode. Correct. The magic of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Edgar Award winner. I have to find my notes. Here it is. Award winner is the... Man, I think I mentioned it last time that, you know, you start going through the list and you see how many good books there are. It makes it hard to choose. (laughs) I went through three. I I did look... I should pull this up here. um, At the this year's announcements. Ah, did you... Okay, so... On this year's announcements, I looked at it before the winners were chosen, and there is a um, short story um, in a book that was to benefit the um, victims in Puerto Rico from the was it the earthquake or the hurricane? One of those horrible things that just happened in the recent recent years, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, called Paquetu Sepas, and it's and it looked. So good. And I was like, I hope you win. I hope you win. And then I, they announced it and it didn't win. A runner up. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I've, I've gotten very, very fond of short stories. So I was really, I was really pleased to see something that looked that interesting to me. I have some collections I need to read and review. I think probably because I keep starting books and then not finishing them. Like I have a whole bunch. I finished the book that I'm talking about today, but I have. I don't know, like a stack of seven or eight books that I've started. I have, and then um, I have like ebooks on my phone and stuff too that also I started and haven't right. finished. Well, now that it's we have access, to, it is hard. It's hard to keep up with all the good stuff that keeps coming at you. So that Libro FM is like a burden and a blessing all wrapped up into one because we get access to these amazing books. And then I'm sitting there with 109 books on my phone yeah. that I need to listen to. There's a to. few that I'm really excited about. Um, Curtis Sittenfeld's new book, uh, Rodham, mm-hmm. which is like a novel that reimagines what Hillary Rodham's life would have I been like. I saw that, Harry yeah. Christian. That was recommended it's on something. Soon. On, it's on Libro FM. Oh, and is it's that what I saw? It? It's like <laughs> a big <laughs> Where did I see that? <laughs> but I've liked, like, her book Prep is one of my favorite books of all time. And I really liked um, American Wife, which was, like, a novel that was based on the life of Laura Bush. And um, she wrote, like, the last book she wrote was called Eligible. And it was, like, a retelling of Pride and Prejudice, which is kind of different than what she would normally do because she's normally pretty more literary. And that one was more fun, but... I thought literary is not fun. Don't get me wrong. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. There were there were a number of them that I downloaded this time that are um, nonfiction. So there's the 24 Hours in Ancient Rome. That one looked really cool. And then there was also um, Language Unlimited. And I think it would be fun to do because there was the word by word. Um, and then there was um, that other dictionary one that we got last month. And then there's this one. It, all these language related books that are down that are downloadable read um the book it's about the making of the oxford english dictionary and it's called yeah the professor and and the madman yeah i read that that was a great book that was actually recommended to me by carl um as he was shelving one day so Mm -hmm. yeah that was really good yeah any of those books that are about language and where they come from i'm just i'm just an idiot for them so yeah the other one was Don't Believe a Word. That's the other one that we got. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm excited. I am excited to one day put all of those together. Lately, I've been because we got some really good um, entrepreneur leadership books last time. There was Wildpreneur. Did you see that one? Um, so that one is about a woman who bought a jungle property in Mexico and turned it into an eco um, don't ruin the land tourism lodge and so she talks about how she managed to go from an idea that was way out there in the wilds of mexico (laughs) and turn it into a a thriving earth conscious small business so and then the other one was the gumbo coalition have you heard did you did you get that one so that that was by the um former um mayor of louisiana um and he mark morial and he um is now the president of the um, National Urban League. But it talks about uh, bringing together diverse individuals to actually bring about change. And I thought, that's fantastic. (laughs) So, yeah, but it was talking about how if you have diverse perspective, you're going to have a much more thorough response to how things need to change. So that was spectacular. What's my Libro FM password? Um, it is chunky peanut butter. Maybe it's this one. That one. <laughs> I don't have any password that's chunky peanut butter. You will now, though. <laughs> I don't even like chunky peanut butter. I was supposed to say maybe be more like smooth peanut butter. Yeah, creamy peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched that webinar that I told you about, um, the same one that Jennifer watched Tuesday morning which was really good. And she recommended the book Endurance um, from Shackleton's um, Misadventure mm-hmm. uh, to take a look at how his leadership actually helped the people who were in dire straits function, operate, recognize structure, have goals, and have a meaningful day in the middle of an ice field. For two years, he managed to do this. And every one of them, one of the things that that at the very beginning of the book, one of the things that they talk about is how after everybody survived this two year experience, every one of the crew members said that they would sail with him anytime. <laughs> They're like, when are we going back? Actually, exactly. I know they were like, yeah. when are we going back? <laughs> we can complete our mission. Yeah. <laughs> But that's just, um, you know, his leadership was such that they felt enough confidence that even through that tragedy and that experience, they were like, yeah, he, we could trust him 
every ev- for everything. And that, I mean, especially in a time like now where you're just like, dude, I don't even know what day it is. It's good to have that kind of structure and that kind of shared vision and mission and goals, I think. I, um, yeah, I didn't get, so I, I figured out my login and I logged in and I didn't get any of the books that you're talking about. Yeah. Well, there's like a lot of YA. I saw a couple yeah. YA on there this time, and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to get those because the chances of me reading them are pretty slim. <laughs> so I was like, I'll let Becky get them. Yeah, I should have read some of these. <laughs> <laughs> I got the one um, called Fire in Paradise, which is about campfire. The, you know, the big fire, the big wildfire. Oh, the big campfire. Yeah. Yeah. Not like. Not campfire like brownies. No, like Girl campfire. The campfire. The campfire. Yeah, some other stuff. Did, wasn't there a 16-year-old kid who was, was it the campfire that he was convicted? Because there was a huge fire in Oregon area that that 16-year-old kid was convicted of the million. Yeah, no, that was the one um, in the gorge. Oh, in the gorge. Okay. Well, that's I don't Oregon. Know if that one had a name. I don't remember. I also um, have been searching for my um, technology book in the last two years. And so I found, and, and you'll see this is very appropriate for me. I picked 10 arguments for deleting your social media accounts right now. <laughs> I wonder how right now, I mean, it seems like well, this was, you wouldn't this want is, to do it right now. You need it. Right now, you'd be kind of like dumb for doing it. But this was 2018 when this one was mm-hmm. published, so. Yeah, that so would have been a good time to do it, oh, yeah. and then yeah. rolling back in 2020. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're just <laughs> trying to remember your chunky peanut butter password. <laughs> well, he's talking about it in terms. Oh, well, I'm not going to talk about it because we're going to talk about that one day, and I'll have yeah. to talk about it then. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure I'm ever going to get that book that I want. I'm like waiting on a few that were like March releases. So the other one that I'm reading that's from our list. One of them is ebooks. Oh, okay. So the other one that I'm reading from my list of books that I need to read is the Goodreads Award winner. Mm-hmm. Do you have that one? I haven't read it yet. I haven't have it. To read yet. Oh, okay. So I'm reading the Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Do you have that as an audiobook? No, I have it as an ebook. Mm-hmm. I wish I had it as an audiobook. That would be fantastic. I couldn't find it. It's I'm, I've got it on Libby. And they didn't offer it as a, an audiobook. Let me just log in here. Log in right there. Yeah. The other one that we could do that I know you've already done, it's Chunky Peanut Butter. I told you already. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is the book with a one-word title? Because I know you already read that one. I did. I read Dig. Uh, I read Stiff, which is also about dead people. I must have a theme. I think you do. Uh-huh. I wonder if it was by the same author. I'll have to look that <laughs> Stiff is by Mary Roach. Yes. Yeah. And the other one is Caitlin. Yeah. So this, this sheet here, my, my challenge sheet is my second one because I still haven't found the first one where I put all of my, these are the books I want to read list. So I don't even have those anymore, but that one had all of the titles on it. Oh, actually. Okay. So I've read, I've read a lot of these books. Wow. I'm great at reading. I have one on this that I have a copy of. And I've been meaning to read. So we can do Goodreads Choice Award next time. Cool. Then I will finish this one tonight. Cool. And then I will read Recursion. Can we? Uh, It doesn't matter. But I finally got The Toll Back as an ebook, So I can read that one right now, too. So I'll be ready for that last book in a series one. We're going to be talking about this one in June. Right, because we have the other ones. And that'll be like for my birthday. 
All my birthday stuff got canceled, so. Yeah, I told you I'm making margaritas for my birthday. Did I tell you that? Mm, no. Yeah, I did. I'm going to make margaritas for my birthday. Did you see that the state liquor board changed the law? That said what? That, um, that, that I can't have margaritas on my birthday? Exactly. Dang. No, they said that you can. Oh, good. No, because before they you they weren't letting bars and stuff sell mixed cocktails. They'd sell you, like, like a thing. But now right. they can sell mixed ones. Nice. So you could but just they have buy to put it in. They could put it in a – but they have to put it in a sealed container. No, they you have can't to, like, drive put it in your back seat or put it in your trunk. Okay. Here, kids, hold this. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need. It's the back seat, right? Safe yeah. and <laughs> As long as we're not drinking, it's fine. I hope it's everything you want it to be. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. yeah I think you should really, like, you should order something special. I should. I think the kids are going to make a cake. You know, it's difficult, though, because, as you know, Lydia and I share the same birthday. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have, we're looking out for each other. So we're both like, do you want to make a cake or you want me to make you a cake? And last year, she made me a cake. And it said, happy birthday on it with no H. And Matilda made the card. Guess what it said on the card? No. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. And they didn't oh. even know. They were both bad spellers in the same way and it didn't even like a joke. It wasn't. It was like a mistake that they both made. Happy birthday. <laughs> At least it was consistent. Yeah, I'm making a cake. I'm getting chocolate cake this weekend. Mm-hmm. I got big plans. Are you uh, going from scraps? Huh? Are you making it from scratch or are you? box yeah scratch scratch nice good for you yeah i don't make box cake dude i can't even believe i said that to you yeah i'm kind of offended i'm sorry (laughs) i take it back (laughs) but i need to make sure um i have enough supplies for my grocery store trip did i tell you i did the grocery store pickup today i think i told everybody that yesterday it Okay. Uh, I was disappointed because they had some things that I had on my list that were in stock when I made my list that turned out to be out of stock when I went to pick it up. So that was a bummer. Yeah, that was a bummer. So, you know, and then you have to, you know, make a decision while you're right there in the parking lot while you're picking up your stuff. So they had made a substitution because I got goat cheese because I was going to make a a pasta salad. So I got goat cheese and um, they substituted it for honey goat cheese. And I was like, you know, I don't think that's going to work in my pasta salad. (laughs) My goat cheese tastes like honey (laughs) with my tomatoes. No, that's not. No, not with salami. No. No, that would have been horrible. So I said, you know, I'm going to decline that. And then they made one substitution where they took, I had requested one kind of Greek yogurt and they put in a different kind and that was fine, you know. But I had, and this is where, you know, this whole concept of picking things up, I'm going to have to figure out how it really works because I had um, hot dogs for Axel and hot dog buns and they didn't have the hot dogs. So they took it off my list. But they still gave me the buns. So it's like, well. You're like, mm, I don't need the buns now. If you don't give me the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, so I need to go through what we did end up getting and decide, you know, what am I missing? Because I've got, you know, partners here with no pairs. You could just put the salami in the hot dog bun. Yeah, but then why would I do that when I'm making pasta salad? Oh, I don't have any goat cheese. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
don't have an answer for all your questions. <laughs> Maybe I'll put chunky peanut butter in. <laughs> I guess you could. I don't even own chunky peanut butter. You know, if I asked for smooth peanut butter and they substituted chunky peanut butter, I'd have to reject that. I don't think they would. They'd probably just give you some, like, off-brand. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to reject that. <laughs> Although, a, like, several so weeks so ago, I needed more peanut butter, and I ended up getting a brand that I don't normally get. Um but they had very little creamy peanut butter, and it was mostly chunky. Oh, I saw that also. I I was I saw I that. I have to blend this peanut butter myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that is an option. Do you have a bullet? One of those bullet blenders? No, I have an immersion blender, and it works pretty That'll good. Work. That'll work. I got an immersion blender um to specifically for my tikka masala to make it super smooth, and it is so powerful. I think I could pretty much blend anything mm-hmm. anything i mean it it's got such strong suction when you put it into the pot when you're because it's it's a professional size so it's a big one and i didn't realize that when i bought it i just bought it and because it was on sale so i bought it <laughs> but it's so strong that it sucks to the bottom of the pan and i have to turn it off to get it to unsuck <laughs> pretty strong yeah i got mine to make um falafel oh falafel is so good i did make some a couple of weeks ago and it was good it was like oh is that when you didn't have your sauce yeah a sauce yeah i just made a like a tahini sauce and it was good oh you did make tahini oh that's good yeah i didn't have any yogurt that's you asking if i was gonna make a yogurt sauce and actually i did have some vanilla flavored yogurt in the back my oh, you friend. did. Sometimes, sometimes I'll like buy yogurt, even though I don't really like yogurt, and then I never eat it because I always think, nah, you know, like I might it sounds that. like it would be good, and then it's not. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you. I do that all the time, where it's like, wow, that would be a smart thing to start eating, and then you buy it and you put it in your fridge, and you're like, it never turned out to be smart at all. It was well, stupid. I, think I went to like a party crazy. where they had like um like a fruit salad where it oh, had with like a yogurt, yogurt dressing and I was like yeah I'm gonna make that no I did it no <laughs> no I hear you what else is going on in your world how are your dogs yeah. how are they enjoying quarantine um they seem like they've gotten the hang of it it's probably not that different from normal no I'm just here more often I'm sure they uh, appreciate that yeah yeah they could spend more time outside than they um, I wasn't here because I just like, especially when it's nice like today, and I'm left the back door open. Well, kind of like warm it up in here. Um, kind of chilly. Yeah, and it's very strange because you know here it'll be warm, 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 and then at night it gets so cold still yeah. that you know I I told you did I don't remember if I mentioned it in our big meeting or not, but I turned all the heaters off here the other day on Sunday. I was cleaning the house, so I was I was you know just getting hot because I was mopping and vacuuming and window washing. And so I turned off the heaters and then Monday morning, Lydia got up and she's like, it's so cold in here. It was 58 degrees in the house because I never turned the heaters back on. Yeah. Yeah. Paige needs a haircut again. I feel like I adjusted it, but I guess it's only been a few weeks. I need to mow my lawn. Speaking of trim. Me too. I, I, I'm saving that for tomorrow. I think I'm I'm going to be uh, leaving work a little bit early tomorrow because it's going to be 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go mow the lawn and I'm going to hang my hammock. 
Yay! Yay! Maybe. I mean, I gotta find the right drill bit, but I think I, I know where it is. Excited about that. That is exciting. If I have it up in time, I could have margaritas in my hammock. Yeah, you have plenty of time. You're like 10 days till your birthday? No, it's, uh, what's, it's next Thursday. It's seven, seven days from today. Let me look at my calendar. I don't know when your birthday is. It's two days before Jennifer's. Mmm. Yes, it's Jennifer's birthday that's in 10 days. Right. Yeah, and I got her a hammock for her birthday, so. She's gonna hang it off her balcony? That's what I, that's what she was thinking. Yeah, I got her the lag bolts, uh, Tuesday, so she should be able to do it. I hope, I mean, it's a perfect balcony for it. But it looks like it should be, I mean, that picture she sent today was beautiful. Yeah, a nice view. Mm-hmm, exactly. Could you imagine? Hammock, pina colada, view. The kids said that for my birthday they were going to buy a bag of sand and just dump it below where my hammock's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Are they making like like you know, like a little um like a little tote and just like put sand in it like a little sandbox for you? <laughs> for your little just just take it with me. Bring it in on rainy days. <laughs> well, you can get like a tote with a lid so you can put oh, the lid on go. it. That's, and that that's would smart. Your cat's out of it too. Ew, gross. <laughs> well, you gotta think of that. <laughs> I was like, the garden, man, I need to clean it out again. And those gardens are so much work. God. But the cats were over there. And I'm like, great. I don't <laughs> even have cats. To clean it up for me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Gross. I don't even have cats and my cats in my garden. Yeah, but please just clean it up. <laughs> Ew. I wish I hadn't brought that up. <laughs> we can talk about this more if you want. Or we can talk about this book. Let's do it. Uh, you know, it's so funny. That's your book for today? Yeah. book is In the Woods. No way. Whoa. So um, the book I have is called Otherwood, and it's by Pete Houtman, and it is published by Candlewick Press in 2018, and last year it won the Best Juvenile Award. Um, so that was the 2019 award. How do I, how do I look at past awards? Oh, there's a database where it says database. I think this one was, <laughs> I think mine was 2008. I'm going to double check while you're doing that. Yeah, there it is. Edgar's database. So the Edgar's award is widely acknowledged to be the most prestigious awards in the mystery genre. And they are presented by the Mystery Writers of America. Yeah, that's what it says on their website. Named for um, Edgar Allan Poe. The Po-Po. Po-Po. I don't know why they don't call them the Poe Awards. So it won the Best Juvenile Mystery for 2019. And when I was looking at the list, what I was looking for looked different the other day. Um, probably because they hadn't announced this year's awards yet. Right. They're like the awards. Uh-huh. Um, but I've also read the young adult book from last year. Just happens to have. Anyways, um, so I really like this author a lot. He has written teen books and younger middle grade books. And he's just like, everything he says is good. I've read a, like a teen romance that he's written that I liked a lot. A really hard science fiction book about like the multiverse and time travel and stuff that was really good. Um, he wrote a book about a kid who grew up in a cult. Um, that I liked a lot. Another book about a kid who enters, um, a pizza eating contest and is really into like competitive eating. Uh-huh. That was so good and funny. I really like those stories about those competitive eating guys. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. You, well, this, this guy's only like 12, 
But um, that's even crazier. Yeah, I mean, and he takes his training very seriously. <laughs> it's a good book. It's really good. I'd recommend it. That one is called. Oh no, I'm gonna forget. Probably says it in the back here. No, it doesn't. Oh, yes, it does. It's called Slider. Oh, that's what it's called? Slider? I'll have yeah. to write that down. Let me write that down. Don't go anywhere. It's a really quick kids chapter book. Maybe you could read it with Axel. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah he'd, he'd probably like that. It's like, I was going to say it's younger than that. It starts younger than that. And then it is, um, it spans like quite a bit of time. It is about this kid and his name is Stewie. And he lives on a piece of family land with his mom and his grandpa at the beginning of the book. And his great grandpa had owned like this whole wood back in like the thirties. And it was a golf course. Oh. Then. But he lost, he disappeared. And then the family lost the golf course. The kid disappeared. The grand, the great grandpa. He was the an adult. grandpa, and he was also like a, uh, like a. They call him different things, like a gangster. Like he was involved in like running liquor during prohibition, and that's kind of uh-huh. how he got his money. And then he was involved in like other shady business, and then he's like straightened up to run his golf course but the like local prosecutor was like always on his case and they disappeared like mysteriously in the woods um one day and there's like all these rumors about like they you know who somebody killed the other one and then the other one ran away and it's a mystery that was never solved so anyways so like the setting is like he has this wood all around his his house and his property but um it used to be like golf course so there's like different parts where like things have grown up in around it of like magical ways of trees around like a circle because there's like a sand trap there, but you can't see it anymore. Uh-huh. Um, which is a pretty cool setting. And in the very beginning of the book, there's a storm and his um, grandfather dies. This is like oh. the second page. Yeah. And grandfather had been working on this like book of secrets, like a uh, memoirs uh-huh. and it got like whipped up in the storm and they collected all the papers, but they're basically unreadable. So they kind of put them in a box and you forget about it for, for a few years. And then it's like ne- a year later, he finds this like deadfall in the woods. And every time they see deadfall, it reminds me of Pet Cemetery, where he like starts a little fort and it's a special place. And then he meets a girl who lives on the other side of the wood as him. Mm-hmm. And they happen to have the same birthday, which I think really? is like... It's around now. They become really good friends, and she has a secret place, too, and eventually they realize, you know, they realize it's the same secret place. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, and then one day, while they are in there talking, um, oh, and it turns out her great-grandfather was the prosecutor who disappeared. So they have this, like, old family feud that they didn't know about. So um, he, like, learns this before she does, and so they're sitting in the deadfall one day, and he's telling her the story about their family, like, her family was Jewish, and that was part of the um conflict between them was that like that his great grandpa wouldn't let Jews join the golf course. So they had like multiple things that they like fought about and um and then they both just disappeared one day and each family thought that the other person killed that person. So he's telling her this after he learns it in their deadfall and like something weird happens and she just disappeared. And so he he tries to think like that he imagined it or something and he goes looking for her and he can never find her. And then when he goes home, it's been, like, pretty late and everyone's looking for them. And he tells everybody, like, what happened, that she just disappeared. But, of course, nobody believes him. And he's, like, eight or nine at this point of the book. But he does go back one time and she comes back and he talks to her and she says, no, you disappeared. So she's, it's like their timeline split. 
and she's living in an alternate reality where he's the one that disappeared and they can't make this reality like come back together again. He has to go like on with his life for years and years. And it like he's like a main character, but there are sections that are in her perspective too, where she's just like a missing person and her, you know, family moves away. He like grows up. And then in her perspective, like his mom has a breakdown, kind of like a series of breakdowns and different things happen with the woods and their different realities. Like in his, it's sold to developers and they put a big mall there. And in hers, um, the like conservationist group saves it from the developers, but then they have to like, uh, break the dam that was formed to build the golf course and it floods it with like a lake that had originally been there. Oh. Um, so different things are happening. And then in the end, you know, yeah. something else happens. Something else happens. And then this <laughs> happens. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. I thought that the end, I guess, spoilers. Um, I don't know how much do you want me to spoil this? You know, I, I think you shouldn't. I think you should because it's a mystery. And that's. <laughs> so in the end, they really figure out what the deal was with them um, and also their family history. And um, so they do figure it out though. They I mean, do figure it out. And, but it, in the end it kind of like wraps up pretty quickly. And wow. I kind of, kind of wish it, it had gone out a little bit longer, but I don't know. Uh, I'll get to the end of my book too then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't uh, like, I felt like the mystery was like resolved, but the science fiction element I think could have gone a little bit more. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Because yeah. it's, this is an interesting choice for like an Edgar, I think, because I wouldn't read it and be like, it's a mystery because it is more of like a science fiction book. It sounds like a good book. Yeah. And I recommend it. It was, it was really good. And it's the first book I've been able to finish that wasn't a comic book for a while hey. or a book that I'd already read before. Well, that's good. I'm glad it held your attention. Must have been worthwhile. Yeah, I just have a hard time like focusing on stuff. Yeah, I've been doing mostly ebooks lately, and so the I mean audiobooks, and so the reading the Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs right now is forcing me to gain some focus. So I read the 2008 Edgar Award winner for Best First Novel, and it was In the Woods by Tana French. Oh, I've never read a Tana French, but I've heard good things. So this is the first in her Dublin Murder Squad series. So, okay. and it is—it's interesting. I, I wrote down the Kirkus review one sentence from the Kirkus review two sentences um, because it made me laugh. Um, and it says. <laughs> It says, when not lengthily bogged down in angst, a readable, non-formulaic police procedural uh, with a twist. It's ultimately the confession of a damaged man. And I think that sums it up fairly well. Perkins always just, like, tells it like it is. Well, and it's so funny because, of course, they had a descriptive paragraph above, but then this two-sentence closer, it was like, well, there we go. There's the truth right there. (laughs) But I waited until after I read it to read that review because I didn't want it to taint any of my opinions. So it was a very easy-to-read book, but like this says, there's a whole lot of whining on Rob, the main character's part. So so the way that it starts, there's three kids. They're in um, Ireland and they live. The name of the town is Nocknari, and um, there's a wooded area where they play all the time. And so the three kids are playing out in the woods and then they don't show up for 6 p.m. tea. And so the parents are like, well, that's just them. And then they, they can't find them by 8 p.m. And so they start to get very worried. And then they search the woods for them and they only find one of 
the kids and he is found scratching his nails obsessively into a tree into the bark of a tree until his fingernails are all bloodied and his shoes are filled with blood Uh, but they're not on the outside just his shoes are filled with blood and his socks have blood on the outside but not inside you know it it looked like he had his socks on and and stepped in blood and then put his shoes back on Mm. but he was essentially gone you know mentally gone he had no idea what had happened and he doesn't remember anything and so then you flash forward um like 15 years or uh, 20 years and he is a uh, detective in the murder squad um and there is a murder in the same town where that happened and he doesn't tell anybody that he was that boy that and that that mystery was never solved that the two kids were never found he never regained his memory about it and then he joined the police department and became a detective and changed his first name so nobody would know that he was that kid and so then he was assigned to this murder case there in the same place um and then didn't tell anybody that he had a long history that you know, he probably shouldn't be associating with any murders in that area. Mm -hmm. So, so then he and his partner, um, their best friends, her name is Cassie. His name is Rob. They start investigating this other murder and it's a kid. Uh, a little girl is found dead on an archaeological dig site because they're digging up, uh, remains of an old, uh, culture, uh, because they're going to put in a road. And it's interesting because the little girl is the daughter of the guy who is protesting the road, you know, so there's all these false leads that are found, uh, because of those relationships. Mm-hmm. But then it, um, starts to get very strange because the two stories start to intersect. So you're like, oh, we might get a two for one where he managed to solve his own life mystery so he can put closure to whatever it is that happened to him and solve the murder for the little girl. So um, there's a whole lot where he's like self-pity, 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 and you just kind of have to dredge through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to the end and his relationship with his partner is crap because they end up doing things uh, and being hateful. He ends up being very hateful toward his partner. And so that turns to crap. And then can I say crap? That turns really bad. <laughs> I think and, that's all right. Yeah, and then they they do, and I don't think this is a spoiler because it's in every review that you read. He, they do end up solving the little girl's mystery. So, but I don't know. I mean, this is this is probably a bigger spoiler, and I don't know if I should say it or not because um, you didn't say yours. So <laughs> I should probably yeah, change don't part say it. of the mystery. So, so I would say um as it, it's easy to read so does, he, I, I actually, does he figure out his past thing or is I, that something i that can't continues tell you you can just say yes or no so he screws up his whole career and um <laughs> he's not in the next book so oh all right. <laughs> interesting okay. yeah so i'm just gonna leave it there i mean so there's tons of this is from 2008 so it's not like it's a new book right okay. so there have been tons of articles and reviews done on on it and one of the things that they mention is that you know it's a lot of a lot of description about this one guy's life and his his subsequent mental health issues after having that traumatic experience and how he copes with life after that but then it talks about a little opportunity for your own disappointment so did you like the book you know i didn't i, I 
It was, it was, yes, but I was very mad at, I was very mad at this character for who he is. And, you know, if you read the book, you're, you, you know, you just have an opinion about these people that are in these books and I don't like him. I just don't like him. I don't like how he treated his partner. I don't like how, I don't like how he processed information, you know, but I, I didn't dislike the story. I just really, I don't care that he doesn't have a job anymore. You wouldn't want to read another book about him anyways. Right. And so, and so the second book actually is from the perspective of his partner. So that aspect continued because she's not his partner anyway. Right. Yeah, but I liked it. It was, it was a, an easy book to read and I actually listened to it and it was well read. It was entertaining and the guy used different voices to, to represent different people and, um, is it but an not Irish in Irish accent. And he had an Irish and English accent because the guy was in boarding school in England. So he had an English accent. And so everybody else around him sounded Irish. So, yeah, but it was it was a good it was well done. It was a good story that started off what I assume is a good series. So I might pick up the second one later just to see if it's. From Cassie's perspective, what the differences are. And I'd, it, I'd be curious to see if she ever mentions him in the, in that book, because their re- relationship was really, really close until he screwed it up. So Yeah, it seems like that would have to come up. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I guess I have to read it and see. Yeah. I hate that. You just read it and report back. Yeah. I don't even know if we have the second one. I'll have to look it up. Probably. She's like a big... Well, I'm and little. like I said, that probably would have been around 2010, maybe, when the second one came out. I'm not, I can't remember. Anyway, so it was a good book. It kept me entertained. I definitely developed particular feelings about the characters, so that must say something. Mm-hmm. And they solved the little girl's mystery and then the rest of his story you have to read to find out you know what else i'm looking forward to for this month what? all the stuff i was going to do is canceled but the new hunger games book is still coming out um and i pre-ordered it i'm really excited about that you know it's so funny because you had mentioned the um uh new twilight book. twilight book and lydia had told me about that so long ago she's mm-hmm. like I'm in that crowd. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if that's good or bad. But yeah. So she's very excited about it as well. And then it's hilarious because she was talking about how people on whatever sites she participates in are, are discussing the, the cover art and the pomegranate. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like yelling at them. It's the symbolism, guys. <laughs> she's like totally going off. Well, the pomegranate <laughs> is supposed to be like, you know, the it's like the apple on the first cover. She told me, Becky. She, she knows. She knows. It. She walked me through it. And then she was, yeah. you know, like, bringing up all of the other people and what they were saying. It's like, they just don't get that. Yeah, so I'm going to make my book club, my, like, personal life book club, reread Twilight this later this summer to prepare. <laughs> and there's probably people in the group that have never read it. Probably. So Axel is finishing Breaking Dawn right now. So Wow. So he's ready. He is. It's funny because with the new Hunger Games book and then now the new Twilight book, it's just really taking me back to my, like, teen librarian roots. Like, this is, like, (laughs) beginning of my career stuff, you know? (laughs) It's it's a reminder of, like, why I got in the game in the first place. Yeah. It's full circle. Yeah. Well. Good. I mean, what a good time to remember why you were getting in the game. Right now. Like, I teared up a little bit when I read, like, because when Stephanie Meyer announced it the other day, she wrote, like, this whole, like, thing on her website about remember the good times. 
up. It was just fun and not too serious. Well, I mean, and we need that right now. I mean, yeah. right now we all need to have just a, a little bit of flexibility. All right. So do you want to talk about what we're going to do for the next podcast? Yeah. So next podcast going out recording on the 21st. So you'll be giving us an update about your birthday. And we will be departing briefly from the reading challenge to do um, a special, special podcast episode for mental health month. month. So we'll be talking about different mental health titles. Yeah. And and are you going to read just that one? Or are you going to read one and then listen to that one that you downloaded? Um, I might do that. And I also was thinking that I um, might like to kind of pull up some other titles like I've read in the past. Oh, OK. So what I plan on doing is reading that one that we both have. Right. Uh, maybe maybe you should talk to somebody. Someone. Yeah. Someone. OK. Maybe you should talk to someone. But I'm also going to listen to uh, Brainwash. By David Perlmutter, Austin Perlmutter and Kristen Loberg about cleaning your brain uh, to be able to reboot your uh, thinking and focus and concentration. Develop that will go stronger on um, quitting social media. But exactly. It's perfect. I put those two together. It's awesome. I, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Same. Yeah. It's a shame. I'm, I'm having Jennifer post every single thing I find. <laughs> But I want to turn off social media. (laughs) Thanks, Jennifer. So anyway, so for next time, we're going to do all kinds of stay healthy, stay sane, watch your mental health during our extremely strange time in life. Mm -hmm. If anybody out there wants to send an email and suggest any mental health books, they can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I might... um pull some like fiction titles too perfect maybe when we when we post it maybe we can include the uh, links Link. to different yeah. uh yeah that'd be cool i have to yeah. finish this cat book because i only have one more day though so oh you know but it's super engaging i don't even feel like i'm reading oh. you know it's just fun and it's short yeah. you know so each each chapter is a question that's been asked and so she's just providing the answer to the question that's yeah the, fun. i have one well, I have like three ebooks that I downloaded and I've half read. But when I just got, um, which is the new Christina Lauren romance, uh-huh. that I know I can just like read in one sitting, even right. if it's on my phone. Right. Yeah. So I'm like looking forward to that. Just something like, you know, yeah, something light, something fun. That'll be good. A little bit of escapism. I'm all for that. And a hammock. Yeah. A tote full of sand. I've been thinking about getting a hammock. Is that yeah. what you need for your birthday? Yeah. Oh, Bando, Bando's planners came out this morning. I was so funny because that's what I was thinking about getting you for your birthday. And I was like, <laughs> she'll already have that. I, I put it in, I picked yeah. the one I wanted and I put it in my cart, but I think I'll do that later today. Like right. Bando planner release day. I'm taking full advantage of this uh, reading yeah. planner that you gave me. I, I think I told you what my plan is. is. Yeah. Well, the post-its represent the book review pages. Because I'm not going to use the calendar pages because I already had a planner. And these, fortunately, you can write the date in. So I thought, oh, I'll just use the book review pages because they're super handy. But there's only like six or 12, 12 per month. And so I have to flip to the next month to get the next book review in. Yeah, I've been using, where's mine? Oh, it's over there. Um, Because they have like a monthly like uh, like book releases that you're excited about and like Uh a teacher. Our page 
Um, but it's been really nice to keep track of like my reading committee stuff. Like I keep the book review pages for like gra- graphic novel reviews or thoughts because you know that gives you like two lines, and then a lot of like lists and stuff on all of the other pages. I just write everywhere. Well, I mean, my other planner had so many planning pages in it that it's super handy for everything else. And so I, I kind of want to just keep the rest of the pages in this one free and clear of writing, um, so that I can rip out the book review pages and then still use the rest of it then next have year. A planner, yeah. So I love it. It's wonderful. It's interesting because it would be neat to just have one book that just had all of the book review book review pages. You know, just mm-hmm. one book of book review pages, and then it'd be all in the same place. Yeah, at the very beginning, I was very uh, organized, and I was putting them in according to when we were going to read them. And then I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to write these things in here. Yeah, and mine, I just fully skipped April. It didn't happen. <laughs> March, May. <laughs> <laughs> only only M months right now. <laughs> and I could have skipped March except for I had like two weeks at the beginning where I was like doing some productive reading. March was like five years. Yeah. <laughs> We're just coming out. We'll make it. No worries. All right. Well, thanks, uh, everyone, for listening to us. Um, this has been Your Shelf. Or mine. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. Bye-bye. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine is donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. We at the Longview Public Library thank our local stations for their ongoing support. Your Shelf or Mine jingle is written and performed by Megan McEldry from A Song for You. Find Megan on Facebook or Twitter at Meg McEldry or online at ReverbNation.com slash Megan McEldry. That's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-M-C-E-L-D-E-R-R-Y. ReverbNation.com slash Megan McEldry. Avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recording. Recorded. Being recording. <laughs> being recording.